and we're live. Welcome to Tectonic Shift with me, Rajneel Kamath. And me, Roshni Nair. On this podcast, we discuss how technology today is going to impact our tomorrow. So, Roshni, you're back in Delhi again. We're mm-hmm. in the studio. Yes. You're coming from Bombay. Yes. And one of the things I've truly believed in the Delhi versus Bombay battle uh-huh. is that when it comes to the dating apps, uh-huh. Bombay's <laughs> pool is better than the... <laughs> Delhi pool. I'm going to piss off a lot of people who do believe exactly what you said. My but do you expe- think it's true? Because you must have seen both, right? My experience has been the converse. So Delhi is better than Bombay? So I used to live in Delhi. I, I moved to Delhi bang during the pandemic and I was fresh out of a breakup and therefore very thirsty. I'm so sorry this episode is going to be so god awful. <laughs> no, no, go for it. <laughs> I, uh, if, if, if eye candy is everything... And uh, if looks everything to go by, I mean, I found Delhi easier that way. Also, because the problem with Bombay is it will always be my home. There's no place like it. But then people are so far flung. So anyway, that's been my experience. And uh, I am <laughs> clearly, I'm still single. But you, Rajneela, are married. And before we started, like you were telling me about your experiences on Tinder. I'm really, really um, keen to know more uh, and have you wash some dirty linen in public yeah. for our listeners as well. So, you know, Andheri West, Lokhandwala and that area in Bombay is lit when it comes to dating apps. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, completely, completely lit. So, I quite enjoyed it then. But the last time I was on a dating app was 2021. So, mm-hmm. it's been two years. Hmm. Um, I am married now, but I didn't meet my wife on a dating app. We were set up. Oh. Yes. So, the dating apps clearly didn't work in my case. Whoever says, don't judge a book by its cover. Hmm. On dating apps, it's all about the cover. And Mm. as our viewers can guess, um, we are discussing the future of dating because the pandemic, when you were stuck at home, Uh actually changed the nature of dating apps as well, quite a bit. Yes, and especially now, Rajni, like the past few days, there's just been like reams of newsprint, well, metaphorical newsprint, because everything is online right now, about what dating apps are doing. Right. So like Match Group, which is the biggest dating uh, platform. I mean, not a platform, but it's a conglomerate, right? Uh, Hinge, OkCupid, Tinder. Um, so you know a lot about you know them trying to fold AI into the you know into the platforms the various ways in which they're doing it Bumble is doing it um, and a whole bunch of other like lesser known ones and that it's not just AI also but I think we really wanted to talk about dating dating because there's a lot happening on the safety and privacy front as well and like you said right during the pandemic when everybody was online I think people started, it was more in the face in terms of like, um, what is happening, what people are doing, (laughs) you know, what people are resorting to. And I think not a coincidence that a lot of like dating true crime shows also dropped on Netflix. That's true. (laughs) The the strange part is now I'm in that age group Hmm. and in that category of people where I'm only meeting other married people. Of course, you are. Largely people who have kids. So I'm not hanging out with as many single people anymore. To know what their uh, what their app dating scene. Thank looks you for that like. virtual slap because I'm on the no, other no, it's, 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 it's not a virtual of, slap. No, because it, it, this is exactly it just how happens I feel. In- <laughs> because all my friends are married and it's like so weird. You're right. 
<laughs> no, but I'll give you the flip side, right? Oh. Single people now don't want to hang out with their married friends. No, it's not like we don't. It's uh, yeah, just but that married it, it people have other obligations, man. <laughs> <laughs> so. I mean, yeah, that's true. But you know, when it comes to dating apps, of course, I think uh, you, you, you spoke about Match Group, yes, which has kind of become this the giant when it comes to online dating. Yeah, they are a conglomerate of apps mm-hmm. of serving different functions, different geographies, and now that's their bread and butter. Yeah. Even in India, we have a bunch of dating apps that are there, hmm. and dating as a concept is not just prevalent in tier one cities, but also going to tier two and tier three. Mm-hmm. Like technology is actually making it a lot easier for people in these cities to meet, to discover and meet more people, which would otherwise have not been the case. But these apps now, obviously, you know, we've been discussing AI for a long time, and. Uh, AI is transforming even the dating industry. Mm-hmm. But there are a lot of players out there who are doing different things, right? What are some of the things that you've seen, used, observed? So, Rajneel, the story of dating apps is, I feel like the story of tech itself, right? Or Silicon Valley, which is what? It's not a very great story. It is the story of what companies do for this, for engagement for relevance and to just bloody survive. It's, you know, every time I think of these companies, I think of the hamster on the wheel. <laughs> Constantly running. <laughs> and the reason I'm bringing this up is we spoke about like, you know, AI and what people, you know, these companies are doing to like fold AI into stuff like, you know, let's say profile verification, right? Or uh, to, to strike up pithy conversations. But this is not a new thing. Like back into as far back as 2018 or something, if I'm not mistaken, eHarmony, which nobody even knows exists today or no. Yeah, I don't remember it. I barely have a recollection. Actually. Exactly. So did you know that in 2018, they used like AI, what they claim was AI. It's not like we can go back in time and actually check if it's AI. But they used AI to like nudge users, quote unquote, to meet offline after chatting on the app for a while. And at the time, Tinder co-founder Sean Rad had actually said that AI would, quote-unquote, create better user experiences, a fun thing which you will love. He also said that Siri would act as a matchmaker. (laughs) (laughs) Siri as a matchmaker, really? Yeah. Siri can barely find its own grounding. Yes. Imagine trying to help other people find a grounding. But that's the fun thing. You know, when you go back in time, it actually tells you, like, what was the hottest thing in the day and whatever was the hottest thing in the day the platforms were like let's bring this into our apps and increase engagement so because voice was really hot property back then um, Match Groups has a standalone app called Match not to be confused with a parent company but like Match had a digital personal assistant activated by Google Home <laughs> to suggest matches <laughs> and dating tips so like this was when voice was really big I'm AI, sorry just to put it in context huh? Google has since then sunsetted all the assistant apps of course right yeah, and okay. we know like what's Alexa has been struggling and yeah. which is why I said so, you're going to love this because voice died but then the fun fact about voice again people are talking about how it can come back with AI, whatever. Okay, bullshit. <laughs> but that is how it started. No, but you know, there was this show I was watching on Hotstar. Hmm. I think it's called City of Dreams Maya Nagri. Uh, what the heck? Yeah, it's, it's made uh-huh, by Nagesh I, I mean, Kukunur. So, I, I know mean, of it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there is this Ranvijay Singh's character hmm. who's constantly talking to this AI assistant and it seems like he was in a relationship with her. I found that the weirdest part because nobody lives life like that. No, actually that's... Seems like a, like a page straight out of Spike Jones's Her, like the movie Her. <laughs> yeah. 
it's that's also not original but you know yeah rajneel ai so not just when it comes to voice but even when it comes to like um this the really now we're getting into creepy territory okay <laughs> love flutter which is like this english slash london uh based app or something was using ai to match people based on um personality traits decoded from their tweets <laughs> Okay, Badu used AI and facial recognition to help users find matches that most resemble their celebrity crushes. Oh wow! Okay, like okay. yeah, God. For, when I was a kid, just saying, um, I used to really love Jackie Shroff. God forbid. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want Thank to match God. with anybody. Yeah. <laughs> Looks like Jackie Shroff and Anil Kapoor, who was who I also liked at that time. But my point is that this is not new. Then you had the wave of. even creepier gene matchmaking apps okay oh, wow. so the point was uh, these apps would like prod you to do like a you know in cheek swab and put up your dna profile or whatever and the funda was you know opposites attract and i'm not going to get into the science of it because it's utter bunkum okay but the thing is uh, about um, you know major histocompatibility complex or whatever which governs who you are attracted to so because opposites attract those which with dissimilar major histocompatibility com- uh, compatibility complex were expected God, to those like, are like each some other very complex terms which exactly. i don't understand at all yes which is precisely rajneel why these apps have been done and dusted with or long forgotten okay thank god if they had like such use cases exactly. i remember there was I, there were two apps that i used to see one was happen i think in india which was trying yes. to tell you people who were close by hmm. and i specifically remember bardo from the from the pandemic days ha huh, badu was there in india also the the creepy yeah, yeah. one that that the <laughs> ads were obscene oh they were i mean i i mean they obviously knew my gender was a guy so they were showing me photos of women hmm. but it would accentuate certain body parts of theirs and like very skimpily oh. clad and it was no disgusting. but that's the thing right it's supposed to apparently uh, it matches you with people who most look like their celebrity your celebrity no, crush was, that was badu that's supposed that's how it works abroad i don't know about yeah, india i don't know if it's badu but anyway i i found i mean i remember trying to figure out how i could block ads of badu because i didn't want to see it yeah and every time i would i mean you know at that time if i wanted to download hinge also hmm. they had done successfully running campaigns on google play mm-hmm. so you type hinge and then badu would show up so <laughs> then of course yeah. video speed dating was a thing and still is right because no thanks to the bloody creator economy everybody is like all over video everything so you know clover and ditto and candid then there's something called i really like you or irly which are all which are all like bullish on video speed dating where you upload a video that i mean i'm we are not going to get into the models uh, their business models or something but well that is the thing and now we are back to ai right where you know people are talking about ai uh, to prompt uh, you know chats and then ai verification for your videos and stuff yeah. like that everybody is really big on it so you know rajneel we've just <laughs> come a full circle. circle we are the hamsters on the wheel no, but all this over time, again no but this time i think what are the use cases of ai in dating one is it can help you choose the best profile picture which is likely to get the best response for you yeah that is one of the that is what match group is one of the things match group is doing well, yes as long as they're just choosing the photo and not going to use ai to enhance a photo but that's yeah. already happening i mean there's no guarantee i mean that you don't even need an, i mean you don't need a dating app to do that most people are enhancing their photos anyway huh. but then imagine if you were if if these dating apps are not taking your photos and like doing lensa type of new mm. photo creation which presents you in a completely different light 
it is helping you write your bios yes it is helping you answer prompt questions mm-hmm. it is giving you gentle nudges to chat with people yeah so basically you are not talking to another person yes you are just talking to yeah i remember reading this thread on twitter what how somebody was earning enough and more money by just building a app where it allows guys to chat with AI hmm. which presents itself as a woman what the hell yeah and you, and people are just paying to do that because i think oh, it's yeah. a real person yes and yes 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 yeah. i remember reading about it too yes so you've like leapfrog to the <laughs> to to like what is dating even in this context right but like i'll i'll just go one step ahead there's something called teaser ai which is already okay. doing well essentially com- bots talking to bots so <laughs> you have you are using a chatbot i'm using a chatbot and our chatbots are talking to each other and we are just sitting back like hath piche karke and just putting our legs up and well it's <laughs> the bots falling in love we have nothing to do with it it's not even human <laughs> anymore the bots falling in love what happens when you meet that person like so tinder had put out this so rashni you must you, you you probably have read about this as well they put out a future of dating 2023 report hmm and they said that uh, the three things that stood out for them were that uh, they had in- an, a very large proportion of gen z users who were looking at authenticity inclusiveness and technology right and i look at authenticity with like a you know i'm perplexed <laughs> because i'm like in the age of ai you're seeing people want authenticity yeah and then still match group is going to like bake all these ai features i love then... i love that you brought out the you know how how contradictory that is because you're right and match group uh, you know there were there have been reports by the way since you mentioned gen z rajneel gen z users are r- relatively discon- they don't identify with tinder i remember reading a financial times report on this saying that you know the number of paying users i mean i think their last revenue report was promising but interestingly if you read between the lines the number of paying users has decreased right gen z does not also identify with the platform as much as you know older generations do uh, they are looking at other ways of connecting with people interestingly uh, i don't have the data right in front of me right now also because very wisely i didn't save an <laughs> offline version <laughs> but there was so there's a dating app in india called gleeden i have never heard of this uh right <laughs> but yeah there's a dating app called gleeden gleeden and they had this survey uh sometime in early august it it was made public and interestingly um indians in tier 1 and tier 2 cities that are middle aged and older are increasingly coming onto dating apps you know what to find friendship hey roshni one minute so i have connectivity and it seems like gleeden is an app for extra marital affairs are you sure that people want to make friendship out of an app that's meant for extra marital affairs make friendship i don't know where to go from here anymore to be like all about ai 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 and then put out this report that people want authenticity gen z is looking for platonic friendships they want meaningful relationships uh, when you're just trying to like boost engagement on your platform but you're not really offering avenues for people to have uh, connections that don't need to segue into dating whether it is friendship whether it is you know um having like an alternative for you know i know meetup already exists but it would be great if you have more alternatives so things like that and circling back to this engagement obsession do i mean 
is it in dating apps best interest for you to find a lasting match um so i'm going to again take a step back i've often been confused with the concept of dating and being in the relationship right mm. i and i think that those definitions in india versus let's say the west are slightly different i mean it's a very umbrella term it's a wide term dating and i think people use it in various ways the reason But, why i say this mm. is because you said that will it help you find a long lasting match now the thing is if you want to get married and find a life partner then maybe this is not the place you should be in on the first place but you may just want to, to meet people not everything is culminate into marriage you married man <laughs> yeah no but i'm just saying you may also want to find somebody huh. but how do you find that person because right there's a reason dating fatigue is a thing you you know that right like yeah because then you feel like you're not met the right person ever <laughs> No, but I also think I don't think like people go. Yes, they go to have fun, scout your options or whatever. But that's what I'm saying. You don't want to be locked in for life, and therein lies the rub. That is the problem of the dating app because it is not in their interest for you to find somebody who you're like, wow, this person and I really click. I no longer need to be here, or these people I really click with. two or three or more people whatever it is the point is that once you take that offline the dating app is lost that Fair. desperation for engagement is why match group has done things like you know when crypto was hot they got in, they started having digital payments or some tokens or yeah, something but, you know when you take metaverse, it off metaverse they try to get into the metaverse and <laughs> now ai metaverse <laughs> dating <laughs> yeah but then you know sometimes when you take it offline hmm. it's why you come back to the app that much more faster <laughs> not necessarily uh, can i just read something out to you before you before you like tell me no <laughs> no no go for it go for it so um in 2019 itself there was uh, there's this guy called jean mayor he was the founder of a, a european dating app called once here's what he said quoting him the dating industry has zero incentive to create a perfect matching algorithm if the ai is too good potential daters will leave platforms depriving apps of customers they need to make money the optimum for a dating service is to show you profiles of people that might be good enough but not perfect people who go on dates with and then after two three dates you realize it won't work out and you go back to the app that's what we want okay so I'm going to do a quick Q&A with you. Hmm. Who builds AI? It's the people. Yes. So the biases of the people come into the AI sometimes. Hmm. Right? Hmm. Now, also the expertise that the people have in building a matching algorithm is what the AI will do, correct? Yeah, yeah, but I won't trust AI to with the dis- complete decision making, but go on. Fair. Now, Sima Aunty can't find a hundred percent match for you, and says you have to compromise and be flexible. I'm sorry, the so that bar humans, is so low. No, no, it's no, underground. When humans can't find the perfect match, how do you expect AI to find the perfect match for no, you? No, but come on. I mean, dude, these are corporations and entities. Okay, you are talking about locking somebody in, and you you are tweaking an algorithm. It's like somebody there do there are people who there are many kinds of people who go on apps yes some want to have fun but some are genuine lonely hearts man spare them like a thought or two <laughs> and yeah, then you have if you have an algorithm that's like fuck you i'm not going to give you the perfect match i'm going to just lock you into the ecosystem yeah but see roshni there are many businesses and organizations that 
exist to create something or undertake a service that in the end may lead to the cannibalization of what they're doing. I mean, dating apps are not here to get you to find that one person, right? Again, as I'm saying, if you want to find that one person and you want to settle with that person, want to get married or, you know, be in a union without being into marriage, there might be other avenues for that. The idea of a dating app is for you to meet people and see who might be the best fit. At the end of the day, dating apps are also matching on the basis of what you declare about yourself and what you're looking at. It's not like Facebook, which has learned enough about you to understand. And Facebook also did throw its hat in the ring in between. Mm. Or to try and do something with dating. It's not yeah, like where it and knows... And we saw how that went. Yeah. Sparked. That would have yeah. been a lot of data. Con- I mean, it would be a lot of privacy issues, right? Because I would have assumed that Facebook would have been a better position to find someone who was closer to you. They do it to look like audiences anyway when you're doing ads. But I think, see, I think there is a way to keep users engaged beyond like tweaking an algorithm to like mess with you and essentially go against what you may be looking for. I think Bumble is doing it differently. So like earlier this year, they acquired this uh, app called Official, which is, I don't know how to describe it, but it is couples therapy light. So it is for couples and it is, you know, there are things you can do in it where you can schedule dates and make time for each other and it'll give you like a notification about, hey, it's communication time or whatever, you know, whatever, like keeping the spark alive once the romance dies down, which happens in all relationships, let's face it. So Bumble acquired this app and Bumble's uh, chief, uh, Whitney Heard, has gone on record to say that I think during an earnings call or something, she said, we want an ecosystem that goes beyond dating. And I think she's approaching this very wisely. Time will tell whether this right. becomes popular or no. They're a public company, right? Uh, yeah, I think, yes, they're public. So um, what they're doing is, uh, how can we maintain or increase engagement after the happily ever after? That is a different way of approaching it. Because like you said, Rajneel, if you can argue that the whole point of a dating app is like, you know, well, people need to be there. It's not in their interest to like find somebody, have, you know, you find somebody or whatever. But Bumble is like look, going beyond that. Yeah, but every time I think of Bumble, <clears throat> I'm reminded of the Shraddha Valkar murder case. Oh God. Yeah, it was gruesome. Hmm. But Shraddha Valkar and her partner hmm. met on Bumble yeah, And I'm given to understand that even after he murdered her, hmm. he was still dating more people using the app. So yeah, privacy, safety, accountability, yeah. we really need to like... Right. You're right. So be going beyond the business case and algorithms and tech everything, this is what it boils down to. Bloody accountability, privacy, safety. You know, now that you mention it, I'll share a personal story with you. Uh, when I was on Bumble in 2021, now that you mention it, um, not not somebody who's accused, I'm not going to name the person, but I saw the profile of a person who was accused during Me Too on Bumble. Um, you know, and uh, despite news reports and, well, at least in online media, people mentioning the person and all, the profile was right there. Because I knew about it, right. I swiped left on the person. But then you are right, right? Like, what do you do in... In an instance where it's so tricky, Rajil, because if a person is not convicted or something, if there's no public information or, you know, case against a person, how can you avoid such people on platforms? Like, is there, and I feel that is the grey zone that is not being addressed. So, Tinder did try addressing that with Gabo, uh, which, hmm. and that relationship ended. 
Yeah, right? so about Gabo, it's really sad because uh, so for our listeners, Gabo is like it's a, it's a non-profit. and it had teamed up with tinder in the us uh, it was a two year partnership to offer low cost service for users to conduct background checks on people they are interested in right uh, or potential dates rather the point was to let users run a limited amount of background check before they could pay a fee for the service now that partnership apparently went kaput because match group and gabo had differences over how the service should be presented to users so match group said that uh, so suppose like for example if i run a background check on you rajneel and you come out clean match group was like i'm we are going to give rajneel a clean badge of honor like la- lack <laughs> of a better term saying that this person is clean and you know they have no public record but gabo was like you know what because abuse and domestic violence etc most forms of abuse are underreported just because you don't have a record does not mean that you are not abusive it's yeah. really tricky man because we know how underreported such cases are but match group and you know let's face it they went to town about it there was a lot of publicity about this thing that they're doing you know background checking here's what we're doing for user safety and all that garpo went after the partnership ended recently garpo on its website actually said this quote It's become clear that most online platforms unlegitimately committed to trust and safety for users. The sad reality is that most social networks, dating apps and online platforms care more about their bottom lines than they care about you. The costs for performing ser- searches are rising and in some places they are used as a revenue source. And literally like Match Group's partner, safety partner saying this. It's funny though because um I'm not just referring to dating platforms here but internet platforms in general. Hmm. When the layoffs happened, yeah, some of the teams which saw the maximum cuts were in trust and safety. Yeah, or oh, right? the most recent example the, being your yeah. old so many of them. Twitter. I refuse to call it X. I'm yeah, sorry. I mean <laughs> X formerly Twitter. <laughs> yeah. The thing about AI is like when you weave AI into a scenario where privacy, safety, trust is already becoming so contentious, rather the lack of it um there are potential dangers i mean eventually dating apps will just be full of bots trying to woo other bots there's also the possibility that i mean and who, what's also not to say that bots won't proliferate or like deep fakes will not game the an ai verification system there are so many risks there do we want to compound the risks yeah you know we're coming towards the end of this and usually while i'm the optimist when it comes to technology mm. when it comes to dating tech and dating apps mm. i don't have that much optimism precisely for this reason i might not be able you don't to need to be optimistic also you're married i mean <laughs> you know i you have, have a, no skin in no, the no, game no. i own gleden <laughs> i'm not on any dating app i'm very happy that i'm married i'm happily married so far <laughs> No, anyway, I'm, I'm of course kidding, but <clears throat> I would be extremely skeptical hmm. if I was, let's say, in 2021, if this was happening, right? To be able to trust the system, yeah. To be able to trust that I was talking to a person and not AI, hmm. because very often, like when I'm on LinkedIn and I see someone waxing a lockyant and I know that person, mm-hmm. I'm like, "Are you packa AI ne dikha?" You know, and this is where I feel like the. the discontent with dating apps and it is not like it didn't exist i i, I remember having friends who would crib and say that 
they want meeting good people mm-hmm. that's then that will be heightened now yeah because you think you're meeting good people because actually ai is doing the job and when you actually meet them in person you're going to come out being rather different and therefore this is what you think is the future of <sighs> dating tech i don't know man i think so this is already coming back as a trend and indians will be like yeah we we've, we've been doing it for millennia so apparently people in the us are now are coming out with date me docs or something like that where people are putting their bio data or something in a doc and sharing it on social media to like uh see if they match with anybody who well, is well that's like the matrimonial websites that is literally India. what indians have been doing for donkeys years which yeah, is yeah. why i said indians will be like hum to bahut saalon se karte aaye hain so i think we are going back and that and then you know plato who's to say that a platonic connection cannot culminate into something more and i think that's also a good place to start perhaps but despite me saying all this and all that eventually i'll just i'll just see how it's going on the dating apps or something right now once i once i properly settle in and i have you know time and all that i'm just going to check out the scene so to speak so a month from now i shall ask you again mm, yeah i don't think it's going to be great let's see <laughs> done And with that we come to the end of another episode of Tectonic Shift. Before we end, a quick round of thanks to our producer Shorbari, Manas and Nirvan on the sound, Purvika on the artwork and original music by Harshvardhan Singh. If you like listening to Tectonic Shift, please rate and review us on the podcast platform that you're listening to this on. Please also share this link with your friends and family. If you'd like to know more from the world of business and technology, log on to www.thesignal.co and subscribe to our newsletter it comes daily on the weekdays and is free thanks for listening in see you next week bye rashni bye rajneel <laughs>